Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is December 9th, and our reading comes from Revelation chapter 1. Now remember, the author of the book of Revelation is John, the disciple, the apostle, the same person who wrote the Gospel of John and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And the book of Revelation has three big sections. Section 1 is a revelation of the person in the Lord Jesus. Then chapters 2 and 3 are about the church in that moment. And then the rest of the book is about things to come. It's a prophecy about end times. So beginning in verse 1, John says this, this is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. So he just describes what most of the book is about, and that is end times, what is to come. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is the report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So he writes all this down so he can circulate it to the churches. Verse three, God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. So, Revelation teaches us some things about who Jesus is, about the condition of the church, what is to come, and therefore how we are to live in relationship to that truth in the person of Jesus. So there's a blessing for us in reading and understanding this book. Verse 4, this letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Just remember, most of the New Testament, it was written as a letter to a church, or in this case, a group of churches to strengthen, to encourage, to instruct, to build up the body of Christ, to build up the local church. And then we gathered those letters, and that is basically what your New Testament is today. He goes on to say, grace and peace to you from the one who is who always was, and who is still to come. Jesus is eternal God, right? And from the sevenfold spirit before his throne, which is just a reference to Jesus, to God in his full person. Seven, of course, is the perfect number. So this is John's way of saying this is from the perfect, complete God. That's who we're getting a revelation of. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the earth. I love that. Jesus is the first to rise from the dead, but all who die in Christ will be resurrected and receive a resurrection glorified body just like he has. And Jesus ultimately is king of kings. He will rule over the over the earth, and every king, every tongue, every knee will bow to his authority. And we can read about that in Philippians chapter 2. Then he goes on to say, all glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. How did Jesus demonstrate his love for us? By saving us, freeing us from sin and from the penalty of sin, from death, by the shedding of his own blood, by sacrificing his own life for us. 
He has made us a kingdom of priests for God, his Father. So the priest comes into the presence of God and blesses God and represents the people, brings the people into the presence of God. So today we are the priest. We get to bless the Lord, to live in a way that that blesses him and produces delight, is an act of worship. But we're also bringing people, we're ushering people into this his presence. We're trying to reconnect people to God. So we're a kingdom of priests. Look, He comes with the clouds of heaven and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him. Yes. Amen. You know, the first time Jesus came, nobody noticed much. Nobody paid attention much. Jesus was born to a couple of teenagers in a manger, no big celebration, nobody announcing that the king of the world was here. No, it was very obscure. But what John says here is that when Jesus returns again, it'll be the opposite of that. Everyone will see him. Everyone will know that is Jesus. He will come back in power and in glory. Boy, I can't wait until that day, right? Come, Lord Jesus, come. Verse 8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. So again, He is eternal God. Again, this is so important. John wants to make it clear. Who is Jesus? He's not just a teacher. He's not just a prophet. He is God in the flesh, the one who was and is to come. Verse 9, I, John, am your brother, your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. They actually tried to kill John. They put him in a big pot of boiling oil to kill him. That's how they were going to kill him, for him to be a martyr. But they sat there boiling John And he was completely unaffected. Just imagine that. God supernaturally protected him. So eventually they took him out of the boiling oil and they put him on this island to live in exile. And it's from that place he received this revelation and is writing it to communicate it to the churches and to us. Verse 10, it was the Lord's day and I was worshiping in the spirit and suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book, everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the city of Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamum and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. And when I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, the churches, and standing in the middle of the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, Jesus, and he was wearing a long robe, which represents that he is returning as judge and a gold sash across his chest representing his righteousness and his head and his hair were white like wool as white as snow which shows he is the ancient of days he has always been and it speaks to his righteous judgment his eyes were like flames of fire in other words his eyes penetrate You can't pull one over on Jesus. He is the righteous judge who knows this truth and sees all things. His feet are like polished bronze, refined 
in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held the seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp double-edged sword came out of his mouth, of course the word, and his face was like the sun in all his brilliance. Well, when I saw him, I fell at his feet if, if I were dead. And you see this throughout the scripture. When people have an encounter with God, what do they do? They fall down in surrender, submission, and worship. And John has that same experience. But how did Jesus respond? He laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. So what Jesus accomplished through his death and resurrection is he took back authority over death and the grave, which is why we can live forever and we no longer fear death. Verse 19, he says, write down what you have seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen. This is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the pastors of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are those seven churches, the church in each of those towns. So the first chapter of Revelation is all about the person of Jesus. And now in the next couple of chapters, he'll begin addressing the church. And there's a lot of instruction for us as a church today. So let's just pray into all this. God, we're so, so grateful for John and the book of Revelation and being able to see you in your glory and know that you will return one day. God, I hope it's today. The sooner the better. Come, Lord Jesus come. Lord, we long for your appearing. And God, it's knowing who you are and knowing that you will return in power and glory that gives us peace and comfort and rest. Our hope is not in this world and all that is temporary and everything we can see. Our hope is in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward to going through this book with you. I hope it'll strengthen and build your faith. Thanks for being with me again today. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.